When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, that's not a, a way to bring in a new year. I don't know what is. Uh, unfortunately, a frustrating end for the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you look at the simulcast, literally as the ball in New York City and Times Square dropped down and hit zero seconds to ring in the new year, Ohio State's game-winning field goal attempt against the, uh, the defending national champion, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, went wide left in Ohio State season came to a gut-wrenching end. We'll give you our uh, our post-game instant analysis from Mercedes-Benz Stadium here in Atlanta coming up next. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Atlanta, Georgia. Final score tonight, 42-41. to 41. Unbelievable. The Georgia Bulldogs knock off the Ohio State Buckeyes. Season comes to a, uh, a crushing close, and Ohio State is uh, leaving Georgia feeling like they were that close. They played well enough to win the game in so many respects. At the end of it, it just didn't quite make enough plays. Final score, Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. So it's going to be a Georgia-TCU national championship game in Los Angeles in just over one week's time. Thanks for joining us on Buckeye Breakdown, our instant analysis post-game show. There's plenty to break down. We'll try to keep it fairly brief because we've got so much coverage coming for you here in, in the coming days from a game that, honestly, I, I said pregame I thought was going to be an instant classic. I predicted Ohio State would be on the winning side of it, but uh, it certainly was a game that Ohio State fans will never forget um, for a lot of reasons. Let's try to be positive at first. C.J. Stroud, we said pregame that you know he needed to play the kind of game that could help define his legacy as one of the all-time great Ohio State Buckeyes. He's a two-time Heisman finalist. He'd done so many things so well throughout his career, but he hadn't won a college football playoff game because the Buckeyes didn't get there last year. And obviously he didn't play in the uh, playoff games the year prior when Justin Fields was here. And so this was his big moment. It was his big stage. What was he going to do? Well, C.J. Stroud, I mean, literally put the Buckeyes on his back. 23 of 34 for 348 yards, four touchdowns. He did not throw an interception. He regularly ran when he needed to, uh, finished the game with 12 carries for what was 70 yards gain, uh, 71 yards gained, but because in college football, uh, sacks come off of rushing yardage. So technically he only netted 34 yards, but it was his ability to extend the pocket and, and obviously make the incredible accurate throws we've seen him make time and time again. Um, but he, he ran when he needed to run tonight and too often this year, he hasn't had to do that or hasn't, 
chosen to do it when it looked like he could. And I don't know that Georgia really respected his ability to run the football. Um, that was a critical piece of Ohio State's offense. And, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily want to pinpoint one or two specific, you know, reasons why this thing went the way it did. Sometimes you just lose. Sometimes you play really well, and it's just not quite enough. You know, both teams probably come come out of this game saying should have scored several more points. Georgia missed two field goals. Ohio State missed one. You know, the Buckeyes certainly took advantage in the first half with that huge interception from Steel Chambers and quickly thereafter turned it into a touchdown. But um, I, I'm just not sure that it's pertinent tonight to, to sit here and say that, that Ohio State didn't do one thing in particular well enough to win this game. And I, I think C.J. Stroud deserves all the credit in the world for the way he performed because even though the Buckeyes didn't win, and, and it is really disappointing to see the season come to a close this way, what more could you ask from the kid? He played his absolute heart out. He was really, really fun to watch. I thought his leadership was tested in a huge way tonight because two of his best offensive options rather suddenly became unavailable. Cade Stover was dealing with back spasms. That was the report in the press box, and I believe that was on television as well. Uh, Cade left the building and went to a local hospital for precautionary evaluations. His parents were with him. It didn't sound like it was terribly bad, but bad enough that they wanted him to go get checked out. Cade's a huge part of this offense, and I certainly don't mean any disrespect to Sam Hart or to Joe Royer. There's a reason Cade Stover was the primary tight end all year. He's he's the real deal. Um, and I just thought Ohio State really missed him when he wasn't on the field. Certainly his leadership off you know, off of the actual, hey, I'm out here trying to make plays. And then, you know, look, the, the Marvin Harrison play is going to be one we're going to talk about for a long time. Um, ruled targeting on the field at the end of the third quarter and overturned by replay. I suppose it depends on what replay angle you look at. Um, there was certainly an angle. I thought the defensive player led with his shoulder and that maybe it was – bordering on an illegal hit, but probably clean. There was another angle that I thought, gosh, that's got to be targeting. If that's not targeting, I don't know what is. Um, and the reality is Marvin Harrison left with a concussion. So how do you get a concussion? How do you get a head injury without taking the kind of blow to the head that he took? I, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a, a play that I think we all look back on for a long time and certainly a disappointing one. Um, but those were critical points in the game early on when you lose Kate Stover and then late in the third quarter, when Marvin Harrison jr. Is having the incredible game that he's having 10 catches for 106 yards, two touchdowns, including on his second touchdown, the one that put Ohio state up 21 to seven. I mean, that was, that was one of the best plays I've ever seen CJ Stroud make. He had pressure absolutely everywhere and still found out some way, somehow to, to keep the, you know, the presence of mind to stay composed in the pocket and go make something happen. And Marvin Harrison ran into the corner of the end zone just behind me here, and CJ made an unbelievable play. And I think Georgia fans all of a sudden went, wait a second, 21 to 7, and we're losing to a team that is making plays like that. How is this going to go? Um, there were a couple different points in the game, including that one that Ohio State had a two touchdown lead. And then you get to the end of the third quarter, and it's 38-24, you know, and, and the idea that Ohio State led 38-24 with, with this offensive performance 
And ultimately, it wasn't enough. Really hurts. You know, was was the 76-yard touchdown pass the difference in the game? Maybe. I don't know if it's totally fair to say. Um, it's obvious that that is part of, you know, what folks are going to remember from tonight. And it's it's certainly heartbreaking to see another really long score like that overwhelm Ohio State defensively. That that just can't happen. But there were so many incredible plays in this game on both sides. I, I just don't know if it's fair to, to pin, you know, victory or defeat on any one play in particular. And I would even go so far as to say, hey, look, go back and watch the press conference that's streamed right here on our YouTube channel. Um, go back and watch the press conference and see what Kirby Smart had to say because he was probably about as gracious a winner as I've seen a coach be in a long time. He was very clearly feeling bad for, you know, the, the way Ohio State must be feeling after playing a game the way they played good enough to win. C.J. Stroud was, I believe I saw he was only the fourth quarterback against a Kirby Smart-led Georgia team. I apologize for the, the noise behind me here as I'm cleaning up the field and getting ready for a Falcons home game tomorrow. But um, C.J. Stroud was only the fourth quarterback against a Kirby Smart-led Georgia team to throw for 330 or more and four touchdowns in a game, and he did it without turning the ball over. You know, it, it's it, – he did it against a, a defense that everybody has raved about all year and said nobody's beaten this team because they played defense too well. Well, Ohio State scored, you know, what was it, six touchdowns, right? I mean, he, he threw for four, and they had, uh, I guess it was two field goals, right? So 41, uh, he had four passing touchdowns, one rushing score for Mayan Williams, and the two field goals. Uh, Ruggles kicking from 25 in the third quarter um, to make it uh, uh, 38. And then the 48-yard field goal late in the game to make it 41. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. It's really uh, it's a huge bummer. The Buckeyes did not accomplish any of their goals for the second year in a row, and that sounds unbelievably harsh to say it. You know, just like that, they didn't beat Michigan, and they didn't win the national championship. I guess they accomplished one of them. Maybe that's not fair because the goal is to make the college football playoff, and they did get in. So let me backtrack. They did They did accomplish one of the goals. Um, but, you know, when you play in the college football playoff, you're going to go up against teams that you've got to play a full 60-minute incredible effort against. And when I think about the way Ohio State played tonight, and I try to compare that with some of the other big game performances that we needed to see from them in recent years, the resiliency that this team showed tonight, frankly, reminded me a lot of what we saw last year in the Rose Bowl. I know it wasn't a playoff game, but I thought Stroud played exceptionally well in that game. Um, it was a different outcome a couple years ago when Ohio State throttled Clemson in the Sugar Bowl and Justin Fields put on one of the all-time great performances. Um, but I, I really think this is about as well as we've seen Ohio State play, and frankly, just about as well as you can realistically hope to play. I mean, truly, what what more can you expect in a game and and you know in a sport that is so heavily predicated on offense? Both teams had injuries that that bugged them. Both teams made incredible plays. I, I thought it was disappointing that Noah Ruggles, you know, had to try to kick a fifty-yard field goal to win the game. But you still had a shot, right? It, 
50 yards is not unmakeable. He just made from 48 earlier in the game. I know 49 was his career long, but 50 is not out of his range. Um, I sure wish it was a little bit closer and, and, you know, perhaps it could have been a little bit different. Maybe you get a little closer. Ryan Day was asked about that post game. He said that uh, he called a run on that first down because they had two timeouts and the, the matchups that they had on the field. He said, I, I like that matchup. And if you spring it, you know, you could have a 30 yard field goal. Um, he said he doesn't regret calling that play. So look, it's, uh, it's certainly not the night that we hope. It's not the night that we envisioned. Um, and for Ohio State's upperclassmen or for their guys that are going to go to the NFL, it's disappointing that this is going to be the, you know, the, the note that they end their career on. Um, but you, you play college football with the hope of being in a game like this. You want to have this pressure, this stage, this magnitude, and to try to go give it everything you got. And I think Ohio State's feeling really proud of the way that they swung and, and fought against a team that everybody says is number one in the country. And Ohio State was, you know, about as close as you can come to knocking them off without quite doing it. So disappointing for the Buckeyes not to get it done, but um, Georgia, a deserving winner tonight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Give me some of the final numbers here before we wrap up on our instant analysis show. Ohio State ran 66 plays for 467 total yards. C.J. Stroud finished the day 23 of 34 for 348 and four touchdowns. Leading rusher in the game from a net yardage perspective was Dallin Hayden, nine carries for 43 yards. We didn't see very much of Mayan Williams. Um, you know, I, I assume that he was probably still dealing with some of the, you know, the, the illness that plagued him this week. Um, but he still ran hard in the couple opportunities he got, including uh, the tough touchdown run that the Buckeyes really needed from him. Xavier Johnson played a great game. You know, and, and again, I, I go back and look at critical spots on the field. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be offensive to guys like Joe Royer or Sam Hart or Jaden Ballard, but when you're in a game like this, you want Marvin Harrison on the field. You want Emeka Igbuka and Cade Stover and Travion Henderson on the field. And, and the Buckeyes were pretty shorthanded in that regard, and that really stinks. But I thought Xavier Johnson played exceptionally hard tonight. Um, in six carries for 28 yards, I thought he blocked really well. And uh, I, I certainly don't want to go any further without um, making a comment about the offensive line. You know, everybody talked coming into this game about how good Georgia's defensive line was in particular. And I actually thought they did a pretty good job of wearing the Buckeyes down as the game went along in that regard. They, they, they got better as the game went along. But in that first half, Ohio State's offensive line, I thought, in real time, they really controlled the line of scrimmage nicely. It's not that C.J. Stroud was never under pressure. It's not like they never got a hand on him. In fact, he was sacked uh, four times in the game. But he also had a lot of time to throw and for plays to develop. And we're talking about a Georgia secondary here that gave up 500 passing yards to LSU. So you knew coming into the game, hey, if you've got a 
an NFL caliber quarterback and some NFL caliber wide receivers, if you can keep your guy upright, he's, he's going to make plays. And he did. Um, so I, I really give Ohio State offensive line a, a ton of credit for the way they played today. They took Jalen Carter not totally out of the game, but I thought they mitigated the impact uh, that, that I expected he could have tonight because he really is one of the best players in college football. Um, two disappointing moments that I guess just is what it is, but it stinks. When Mitch Rossi was called for the illegal motion on a play that, you know, I guess technically if you look at a replay, if he motioned back into the line of scrimmage, yeah, he was coming forward. That's a flag. But it negated what would have been a first down run, and that was really tough to swallow. Um, and ironically, it also involved Mitch Rossi, but it had nothing to do with him. The fake punt. You know, the Buckeyes, um, they made the right call in the right situation, and it worked. And by a split second, Georgia was awarded a timeout before the play was snapped. And um, that was a, a huge bummer because I thought those were two momentum-changing plays in Ohio State's favor that ultimately went uh, went Georgia's way. So I give Stetson Bennett a lot of credit. He's a tough kid. He didn't play anywhere close to his best football tonight that I've seen this year. But I thought he played hard, 23 of 34 for 398. And it's a decent stat line. But 76 of those yards came on one pass. Um, you know, Ohio State gave up a couple of big chunk plays again, including that that long run from Kenny McIntosh early in the game when he probably should have scored. And you know, if the turf monster got him or what the deal was. But um, that was a 52-yard run. Um, you know, those were probably the two real big plays. And then Arian Smith also had uh, – had a really nice night. Three catches for 129, including a 44-yard uh, after-the-catch number tonight. So, Smith, McIntosh, and, and Brock Bowers. Uh, statistically, Bowers, I didn't think, had a, a ton of success, but I thought he played really well. Um, you know, it was obviously a bummer for Georgia tonight that Darnell Washington got hurt, too. That's uh, That certainly hurt them, and I wish him well. It sounds like he sprained his ankle. Um, Kirby Smart said after the game that, you know, the hope is that he'll be healthy enough to, to play in the national championship game. So tip of the cap to the Buckeyes. Um, they played their butts off. And unfortunately tonight, it's not quite enough. So the final score here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, 42-41. The Georgia Bulldogs beat Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. And Ohio State will have, uh, have to take a deep breath, try to decompress and figure out how to use this as a building block for the 2023 campaign. And by the way, Ohio State is scheduled to play Georgia in the regular season in 2030. And uh, I don't know if they'll play Georgia between now and then in an expanded playoff, what that could look like. But um, somewhere in the not-too-far future, Ohio State will get another crack at the Bulldogs. Big thanks to our team with Buckeyes now and all the coverage they put on here this week. It was uh, certainly a lot of fun. Andrew Lynn has been writing from back home quite a bit. And uh, Eddie Murata has done a lot of our video production. Appreciate his help as well. Craig Heisen jumped on a couple of our podcasts, too. So, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out with us here tonight. We've got plenty more to come. Head over to BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest. Lots of written content from this evening's semifinal. But for now, Happy New Year. Enjoy the uh, celebration with your family and friends. Safe travels if you're on your way home to Columbus or elsewhere across the country. And we'll see you again real soon on Buckeyes Now.